Hi, this is Twenties Convos with Wale and Toby, a conversation between two age-old friends about life. Um, I'll put money into a retirement plan that, that pays a premium after a certain point in time. The world. And everything in between. We just need to acknowledge that there are differences and there are similarities, but it doesn't. There's just not one way to be black. On this episode. We talked about building companies and building careers. This was the one about the pits between entrepreneurship and nine to fives. Here is a recap. But yeah, so today we're talking about this um, vibe of entrepreneurship and nine to five. Mm-hmm. And actually, why I put this topic down, Toby, in the first place, I don't know if I told you at the start was, you know, every time I am I'm, 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 I'm at home, I'm watching YouTube, right? Maybe boxing or football or whatever. I always, you always get ads, right? Mm-hmm. And all my ads will just say, you know, are you tired of your job? Does your job make you feel like shit? I hate Mondays um, that come. You know, yeah. Um, do you do you want to give up your your mother's slavery job? I'm like, oh, come on, guys. <laughs> this entrepreneurship thing is not for everyone, right? So, mm-hmm. and I had that in my head, like in every single video for like a good old five, 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 five weeks of pandemic. So I'm like, you know what? We're putting this down and I'm gonna chat about it. But then, then again, we, we, both, we, we both know that there's good sides and uh, bad sides to both of it, mm-hmm. right? So hence, we're bringing in, you know, someone who's building a career, uh, I should talk about it in a minute, and somebody who's also building a business, a company, yeah. right? So ladies, I will start with Abiola. Hi, guys. My name is Abiola Anile, and well, um, I'm going to say I'm a business development, online business development consultant, and I own my own company called Addictech NG. So basically what we do at Addictech is just um, business development. So social media marketing, digital marketing, website design, um, graphic design, e-flyers, flyers, branding, name it, anything that helps your business grow. Yeah, that's why it's called um, business development. I also have like some side businesses that not like my major business because I'm like I'm everything I'm every woman because I have so many I'm never I'm going to brag I have so many talents <laughs> I can paint I can draw I can make hair I can do decor and I'm always getting like gigs here and here yeah and again that, that's a good point because I remember I remember before you began I know you you did you, you were you were you had your hair business as well and. I think I forgot to mention that you also did com- computer science in university. So, oh, you know, university, yeah. so you are a computer science, um, I won't call you a geek, <laughs> but, somewhere, but somewhere along that lines. Now, off to you, Okwe. Um, so, hello, my name is Okwe. So, I finished my master's degree in chemical engineering. I finished this at Loughborough. And I think um, halfway through my degree during my master's, I realized chemical engineering was great. I think I got into it thinking I wanted to go into oil and gas. And I, I really wanted to help, you know, a lot of African countries. We had natural resources, but clearly weren't managing it appropriately. Not that I thought I was going to go there and fix everything, but I just thought, you know, <laughs> I would like to be a part of that solution in any way I could. And then I think halfway around the end of my degree, I realized, you know, this I wanted to going to so I decided I wanted to go into tech mm-hmm. so right now I work in Vodafone I'm a graduate network engineer so first you know I started off in um, networking I know nothing so I came from chemical engineering um, I, I worked in virtualization I worked in voice core now I'm working in mobile private networks and studying for qualification I think with me it was more like um, it was like a natural transition from something I originally loved being younger and then realizing you know this is you know, a career and doing something I actually love as an adult and feel like this is going to impact the world. I always feel like I'm at the forefront of technology, always doing the most interesting thing in the business right now. So, yeah, that's me. Nice. Awful. Wait, Toby, do, do, do we know what you do, actually? <sighs> um, it's always hard to define, I guess, especially if you're not in, like, this industry I'm in. But... Um, and okay, things are also changing as well, but I'll be very brief. Okay, so I work with, I currently work with an international nonprofit that finds, trains, and invests in software entrepreneurs. So guys building tech businesses. And so I lead the- Hi. 
Uh, networking is key. Networking is key. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and I'm responsible for finding the entrepreneurs um, that make it into our training program, basically. And then on the side, um, I kind of I'm dwelling now because I'm also the co-founder of like something called Venture for Africa that also is kind of like connecting people or talent into the software and entrepreneurship space on the continent. So, uh, we'll probably speak more about why I'm doing those two things. But yeah. And Wally, let's let's meet you too, please. I mean, ew, jeez. <laughs> Do not say that ever again, bro. What? What do you like, mean? Like, you know, I used to hear that thing. Uh, like, you know, you used to hear that, let's meet you thing. Isn't like no. that stuff? Let's meet you. Isn't, yes. isn't Nolly Woody here? Let's meet you. And when they bring. Or something. <laughs> no, not interview. Like, when they bring some 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 girls come and marry the guy in the, in the city and they be like, ah, yes, oh, yes, yeah, let's, yeah, let's meet <laughs> Let's meet you. Yeah, that, and that gives me the creeps. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, again, this is this this is why I'm the one anchoring today's podcast episode because again, unlike you guys, I am neither an entrepreneur and I'm neither um working a nine to five job. I mean, you can call it that, but mm. I'm trying to build a career in academia uh, from where I am right now. Mm-hmm. So pretty much nothing to talk about. It's going to be boring stuff. Nothing compared to what you guys are doing. You're all doing amazing work, which which I really find inspirational in your own PhD. field so a whole PhD, a whole PhD. yeah he's just using PhD to like rub the floor like that Wrong PhD, Doctor. yeah but like yeah but like <laughs> I mean okay yeah fair enough thanks guys I appreciate it <laughs> so um so let me start by asking this yeah because again we know what we're talking about entrepreneurship and 95 is because of the idea that we we've got the tribes that preach well if you're not building your dream you are doing absolute nonsense in life Mm-hmm. I I also got the tribe that preach, you know, that you know that businesses, you know, businesses are not for everyone. It takes hard work. People who go around their business are just lazy, whatever. Right now, for you both, Biola and Opa, who are in your own different spaces, and I'll start with you, Opa. What about your current position? Do you think do you love right? And and what about it? Do you think you call the con? I genuinely am very happy where I am right now. But I'm working in like the biggest technology company in the UK. Because that's basically what Vodafone is become. It's an original telecom that now becomes a tech company. So when I say I'm at the forefront of technology, it means I can basically work on well with restraints, anything I want. That comes from IoT to augmented reality. If you want to learn software, if you want to learn virtualization, networking. Technology is changing every day. And you're not just confined to what you know. You're surrounded by brilliant, intelligent people. You have this community of grads and you know, engineers been working for 30 years in the industry, advising you, telling you what to know, what to learn. It's just being in that space, I think it's priceless, you know. Um, a con, um, something probably like, I guess, you know, once you get to a certain, there's less job security when you work with like, uh, compared to having your own business. But then again, job security really just depends on the market. In my opinion, well, yeah, but um, they also have things like you know, if you you have to kind of sometimes it's easy to avoid responsibility when you are in a big company. So you know you can't just be lazy and just do your job mm-hmm. and you know get paid. But there's also things like you know if you work your way up, you can become an entrepreneur. But there's just so much pros to working a nine to five somewhere that you genuinely love and you're learning a lot. Mm-hmm. And from that, the one thing I'm hearing there is, you know, you connecting to the vision and the and you being inspired by the surroundings gives you something to look forward to right at work. Again and again, I think that feeds into um, an idea of that fulfilling a need, not a financial, but a psychological or a self-purposeful need that you have, you know, growing up as an adult anyway. Yeah. So in your own space, right, what would you say, you know, as an entrepreneur, you have your business, you run your business successfully for a good at least two years now. So what would you say is a pro about that and what cons would you highlight? <laughs> this is so hard. Okay. I'm going to be as blunt and like straight. Please hit, hit me. 
so I can't I can't even lie. It is really, really crazy. It is crazy. That's the that's the con now. Because like you think you have your own time. I think that there's that um you know myth around oh when you're an entrepreneur you have your own time you can do what you want no like you don't because you have to be you you i mean i have a deadline today and i'm let me just put my my uh, my photo flight mode or something so that i can just be done and you know get it delivered tomorrow so um that's the con the con is like you are always busy especially if you're trying to well, in my space, like I have, I, I'm actually working for different clients. I'm, I'm actually working for SMEs, basically. I work with SMEs and I'm trying to grow their own businesses. So it's like, I have my own business trying to build other businesses. So it's like a whole lot of responsibility on my head and on my team's head. So like, I have to coordinate, I have to coordinate my team you know, uh, make sure they know um, everything that, you know, they need to do and get it done. That's like fun. It's a lot of work. It's a lot. It's a whole lot of work. The pro is, I'll say the money. <laughs> I'll say the money, security, and, you know, the happiness, the joy for me. I'm doing what I love. I'm doing what I love doing. If if I'm actually also very picky of the clients I get to work with, so if I feel like there's a brand that tries to like approach me and say, oh, I want to work with you, but I can't connect your brand, I would rather not have that brand as a client or they don't do that brand their business or whatever. So it's like more of a passionate thing. Like just seeing a business like grow from a baby, like from 100 followers to 17, 17K followers on Instagram, on YouTube, you know, getting views you know, making like um, 2 million, 5 million sales a month, monthly. Just that joy, that's just, for me, that's just, I get to do what I love. I get to grow businesses. So like, that's a big pro for me. And obviously the money, obviously. So yeah. Yo, just let me clarify what you just said. Did you say you're reckoning 2 million monthly? Let me just change. <laughs> not me, oh, not me, not me, my client. Let, let me change how I address you. My, yo, yo, build my, my love. Client. No, not me, my clients. I'm building my clients. But don't worry. Don't, don't worry. Soon, soon, soon. Um, Wait, before be. tax or after tax? Uh, tax, Nigeria. Hmm. <laughs> 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 I'm no, there are a lot of there are actually a lot of cons. There are a lot of disadvantages. A lot like it's stressful. You know, I'm 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 I am actually like I have kind of a free pass because right now I don't have like an office space. So I am my team where we've been working from home. Mm. So I get to avoid all those you know all costs, those yeah. Yeah. exactly. I get to and then. To be fair, Nigerian, um, the Nigerian, um, you know, tax force, um, um, Kama, Kama, they actually give you three years to build your business. So yeah. they don't, they don't tax you. They don't tax you for like three years. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So like, because they expect Ooh. that you're not making, you're not making profit. A lot of money. Yeah. Until the third year. So all you need to do is just like file your tax returns yeah. and wow. yeah, you're good. But, mm first three years and my baby is just two years old so yeah nice. <laughs> and toby toby you know um from what i'm hearing right now and yeah. toby let me get into you on this it's like i'm hearing you know biola and Oppa connects two dots the themes i'm hearing is you know there has to that they both have some some form of emotional connection yeah to to what they're doing which which is why they they they, they call it their baby and i you know and, and you know they call it a place where they they love to be yeah, right yeah. so do you relate to that or do you think that is also something that is a key well, factor in this? So I think it's a key factor, but one thing that surprised me about, I guess, both your responses is that you both mentioned like security and honestly, like I wouldn't have associated security with entrepreneurship, like job security, sure. But like for entrepreneurship, it almost feels like it's a lot, like it's riskier in that sense. So I was a bit, you know, um, not I surprised. Think, yeah. Well, the way I was looking at it, right. So if you look at job security, job security just says 
you know, how much can you, how much can you consistently make a certain amount of money, right? Mm-hmm. So it's income security we're really talking about here. Mm-hmm. So the main difference between entrepreneurship and because with a with a nine to fiver, you have steady income. You know, you, you're getting your salary every month, your pay. You literally know how much you're gonna get. Yeah. But then again, if the market yeah. crashes and you're a high earner in a company. Best believe you're to making yeah. 1000 <laughs> You're the first to go, mate. <laughs> but that's for, that's it's the honest truth. Mm-hmm. But then if you're an entrepreneur, the market crashes, you technically will still have your business if it's still running. Mm-hmm. So you do still have some, you know, capital. Yeah, you can quite still lost. try to, you, you can, can still, still try to pick up where you left yeah. from. There's still something, there's still that brand name. Yeah. I don't know. There's still that brand. But then again, you could find another job. So. Yeah, depending on the market. Yeah, no, for for me, it was just really interesting because I don't think I'd ever thought about entrepreneurship because essentially you both said the opposite thing, right? It's like, you know, Abiola said security and you said like the lack of security. And in my head, I'm like, interesting. Um, But I do think that passion does play like a a, a part in it. same, same for me as well. Like, you know, a lot of my decisions have been based on what I actually enjoy doing. I think a lot of people sometimes tend to be stuck in what they're doing and, you know, it's only because of a certain amount of money they're getting from it, but that can only take you so far. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think what, what was very interesting and why I agree with both of you is that you both mentioned passion in what you're doing. Um, and it, I guess it's a bit interesting because not a lot of people working at their jobs um, can confidently say they're passionate about what they're doing. Yeah. Um, oh, mate, no. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. So, I'm sorry, Bella. So, so, like, um, okay, for me, for example, I've, I've been in school a long time, as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. But um, in my undergrad, I had the chance to work at GTB, right, when I was, when I was 18. Right? <laughs> this was my third year of university. And when I was working in GTB for my internship, um, I, was, I was earning, I think I was earning 45K back. Mm-hmm. This, was, this, was back this was back in 2012. Right now, now for, for an intern, my guy, this was mad Bullying, money because when, when I told my friends, <laughs> yeah, they, they, they were all earning 10, 10K and, you know, like 12K or 7, 7K, whatever. Hmm. But guy, guess what? Guess what? Now, when I was working in GTB, right, and I'm sure some of you might know this story already. But when I was working in GTB, for one week, I won't see sunlight. Now, what do I mean by that? Because I'm waking up in the in the morning at 6 a.m., right? No, sorry. I'm waking up at 5, 5 a.m. ish, right? 5.35, 5 a.m. ish. Mm-hmm. Leaving the house at 6.30, getting back at 10 o'clock, 10.30. The entire week straight. And and in most cases, in within, within that daytime, I'm in the bank, right? Now, in like my third week, right, I knew that, okay, bro, I'm not, this job is not for me because A, I'm not, I've got no kids. B, I'm already a skinny kid. I can't turn, I can't, I can't disappear by not having a proper lifestyle, right? And, and C, honestly, it's just not that deep, mm. right? So what happened? In my fourth week, I quit. You quit? Right? Oh, wow. I quit the job. I quit the job. And I, and I, and I, and I quit. <laughs> actually, how I quit was actually funny. Let me, let me tell you I quit. God forgive me. And I hope they're not hearing me right now. So every, every, every Thursday, we have monthly meetings in the bank. Right, so and if, and if you miss the meeting, you are going to get fined one k from a salary, right? What? So, something like that. So this Thursday morning, I was meant to go to work. This is literally how I quit. No joke. This is how I quit. I woke up early, right? No more time. But I was there. I was very tired, my guy. Very tired. And then I was like, okay, just let me snooze. And then and then I now woke up at seven, right? And I went to be in the bank in thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. Right, and and this is like a one one hour trip, one hour trip away. I was like seven o'clock. I like you know what? Fuck this shit. I put my phone down, <laughs> went went back to bed, and that was how I quit. And and they were calling, and they were calling me on the phone. I didn't pick up. My cousin then woke me up around no, he woke me up around eight. I was like, Wally, how far? You know, go work. I'm like, yeah, I don't quit. I started laughing. Started laughing, and my uncle then came out because 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 then I was in Lagos, right? And the mom came out like, "Well, you're not going to work." I'm like, "Uncle, oh, no, I've quit." They're like, "Okay, fine." And they were actually they were actually happy that I quit because for them it was bothering them that I was coming home that late that at work. Is, that is. But now, what what's my point? My point is, at that age, I was 18. I then started working in a hospital, mm-hmm. right? Where I was not 
earning 7,500 every month, Bro. right? I went from 45 to 75. But guess what? I loved going to work. Mm-hmm. I loved every minute of that job, right? I loved the fact that I could get there, you know, make a difference with the IT. I was doing, and even in that job, I was actually doing IT, what I actually wanted to do. Yeah. Right. And that's why I was, I was ending, okay, yeah, you can argue that I had no family, I had responsibilities, it's fair. But the fact is, that was that, that was a very early age that I knew what job satisfaction mm. is yeah. as the concept mm. you get. Yeah. So when you mentioned passion just now, I'm like, that passion thing is sometimes a luxury because not everybody has it. People in that bank that I was working with, <laughs> I see I like even when I if, even when I was in my seven five, I was like, this guys, I just pity them. <laughs> because yeah. it's not easy. Yeah. yeah. Right. But now you got tell me what you think about this idea that because I don't know, lately it feels like the pop culture is moving towards the vibe that entrepreneurship is the new cool. Now, if, I don't know whether, whether this is me, but back in the day, you had, you know, where, you know, the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, you know, if you were working in a suit, you were like the boss, like you had a 504 um, official car, you know, back <laughs> in the day, you know, your accountant, you know, you were the cool guy. Mm. But now it's like, it is shifted to the point where the entrepreneurs are the cool guys, mm. Mm. you know, and, 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 and if you have a, and if you have a day job, you are, you know, you're not fulfilling your dream, mm. right? Because that's when the tribes actually, you know, spread that, okay, if, if you're working nine to five, you know, you're, you're, you're being a slave, you're not fulfilling your dream, etc. Okay. okay, when you hear those things, like, what do you think? Everyone read rich that for that and they figured it out. They yeah. <laughs> See, in my mind, right, if you actually think about it, like, just logically, the only difference between entrepreneurship and, um, working a nine-to-five is the fact that an entrepreneur puts capital into a business and as a nine-to-fiver you're only ever going to make money off the profit the business makes so they're never going to pay you any interest in equity that the, the business makes so for example right google makes a thousand um, a million pounds a year as a worker as a nine-to-five i'm going to make you know a percentage of that but the ceo or the owner of google the entrepreneur would actually get not just the profit they would actually get the fact that google was now worth a thousand pounds this year now it's worth five thousand pounds this year mm. so that's really the only difference because i know i have my my manager before he's a project manager he made a thousand pounds a day as a contractor so he makes twenty four thousand pounds a month mm. so in that sense like a contractor is almost the entrepreneurial version of a nine to five mm. you exactly have built your all your skills and now you're working. So the only cap is the fact that you don't make any profit because you never put in any capital, except mm-hmm. if you are like a CEO or CEO or head of network Founder, where you're yeah. actually making money off, you know, they pay you in equity. So mm-hmm. then now you're actually on the board of the company. You basically, you know, are making money off the crop, the company growing as a thing. Mm-hmm. And now, you, you know, we have employee programs whereby you can buy 20% share in a company, mm-hmm. I don't know. Most companies do that. If you work in Amazon or Google, yeah, they will give you discounted stock options. Yeah, but bear in mind that you're actually calling out the top dogs, right? I mean, these yeah, are like the, 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 the one. The one what I was, if you're I building a career, I was, I was about to be a dog. This is the one percent. I was about to say. this is the one percent. So you are so calling me, top dogs. Let me just, let me just, let me just like take up from there. <laughs> so. I did not just jump into entrepreneurship or whatever. I also had a nine-to-five job, 2016, um, fresh out NYC, um, NYC, um, you know, passed out. I had a job. And funny enough, my first job was actually like about what I do right now was business development. I did, I created their website. It was for a small company. So now I think the reason why they're saying entrepreneurship is the real, is the new cool is because me, I'm in Nigeria. That's number one. I'm in Nigeria. Number two, people's efforts are being frustrated. I was working in a nine-to-five and my efforts were frustrated. Mm. I was working for three companies because it was a it was a it was a one-man um um business, own business. And the, the guy had that he had a real estate company, he had a marketing um um section for the real estate Standard. company, and his <laughs> wife, his wife had a laundry company. I was working for those three companies. See, those, those kind of, those kind of shady businesses. I was working on those three companies on a 
K-Salary, a BSc graduate, you know, computer science, not Sherry Sherry. And I was Wait, hold on, 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 hold on. So I cut you off. Yeah, that story just printed, the BSc graduate one. Okay, I don't want to vibe with that because I feel, I feel like that is almost a normal thing, right? Okay, fine, fine, right. fine. No problem. So don't but paint. My, I mean, my own, my own I get what you mean, though. Yeah, yeah. No, but you know that... Apart from the whole BSc, like I was actually really good at my job. I was so good that when I, the lady called me back and was like, okay, they want to make a, they want to go three times a week. I should be coming three times a week and just, you know, get my job done because nevertheless, I always did my job and whatever. But it was at that moment that I actually decided to go into entrepreneurship. But then my own entrepreneurship is even kind of different because it's all also like nine to five somehow because i'm still basically working for these clients i get to go to their offices like and stuff like that sometimes mm. yeah. but i just figured that i have all this time and i'm giving it to just one person i'm pointing to one person and i'm not even getting i mean if they were paying me like okay i'll have stayed you know i would have stayed <laughs> <laughs> Is the is the is the is the like not everyone that money. has that opportunity. Not everyone has that well, opportunity to get those kind of jobs. And right now, business owners literally frustrate their employees. So, what do you have to say to people who a nice survivor who is working in a small company? How would they feel? So that's just, I feel that's why everybody's just like, well, instead of me going through all this stress, let me just start my own business so that I can make X and X and X without having to, you know, kill myself or whatever. So, I mean, I get where Opa is coming from. Trust me, right now, if I should get a multinational that says, oh, please, girl, I want you to be, your, I want you to be our media manager, um, a marketing manager, uh-uh, pay me like 10 M, uh-uh. I'm down. I'm really down. So serious. You sure? Are you sure though? Like, I think I send that very easily. I think no, you send that very another, easily. No, no, Would thing, you just drop no, your another your? Thing is, another thing with business. Another thing with business and entrepreneur uh, entrepreneurship is if you. I feel like oh, me that I'm, I'm even like doing all this. I'm not doing all this because of the now. I'm doing it because of the later. I want to grow my company to to a, an extent where. I don't even have to be there. It's going to outlive me. I have my staff. I have I have a team of three right now working with me and the wow. fourth person. So I mean, there are sometimes where I'm just like, well, me or me. This weekend, I'm not going to do anything. I'll just give them their key action points and look. Okay, Tinu, do this. You do this. You do this. That's all. So there are, there are people who have nine to five, nine to five jobs that also have businesses, and I'm not even saying businesses they have functioning businesses that they're trying to grow my only issue so, with that is the fact that you have a nine to five and you're starting a business the issue is the fact that a lot of the time for most people mm. it's not easy for people to concentrate on two things at once mm. you know if your heart is in your nine to five and your heart is in your business you're only mm. going to do half and half of that yeah. you want to build a solid career i won't lie you are going to have to build your solid career and that extra time you have you need to be working on your skills to yeah, ensure that I, I agree. what you do not not everyone you, mean, you not can every- do both but not everyone can pull that off i'm not even gonna lie not everyone can pull that off and for you to pull that off you have to have like an amazing team you have to have like an amazing manager you have to have like you know and then that's even one of the hardest things like finding the right people to work with that's so hard so i mean yeah. yeah So, so I was going to say, yeah. So, so I was going to say, like, obviously, yeah. The only way you can do those two things is if you have a proper team. But even to get to the point where you have a proper team, you have to put effort yeah, into it. Time. You understand, yeah. right? And I can relate to that because, like I said, um, I'm kind of like at the bridge of switching completely to only one track. But right now, I have a knife, nine to five, and. Um, I'm, I run something on the side as well. Now, the only reason I've been able to do that, and I will even say I've been giving hundreds of percent to both of them. I think uh, Corona, the whole COVID thing really helped free up a bit of my time, both from work and, you know, I was able to put that and direct that into sort of like uh, my business a bit. But, you know, at some point, you know, it, it was difficult to manage the two things, right? So I do agree that it's hard to do the two of them at the same time. But, well, it reminded me of the initial question because I feel like we went... 
No, I was talking about about the pop culture of entrepreneurship, yeah. and, and but also now let me ask you this. Just yeah. just put down for now. Let me ask you this. You know, um, there's also the view that that nine to five has is not noble or or rather is is uninspiring. And again, mm-hmm. I'm asking you this because again, you just said that you're considering moving on to something something different. Yeah. Now, on that point, what is your own stand? I think it's so. Most of the jobs available out there, depending on where you are, I think this thing varies from region to region and actually varies from person to person. Um, I think using myself as an example, the kind of things that I thrive in are things where I'm very connected to the outcome, right? Like I can, I, I push A and I can see the results of A. But as Okwe said at the start, when you're in a bigger machine where things are like automated, where there's a large team, it's almost like a drop in the ocean effect. And for some people, they can't function. Like they can function, they can't function in the sense that they could they don't enjoy themselves and the best of them doesn't come out of situations like that. And that's kind of like my story in a way. And so, like, regardless of everything I've always done in terms of my nine to five or my regular day job, something has always been looking for something else for me to like put my hands on aka this podcast right sure it's not bringing money in that sense but i think sometimes we've put so much focus on this money aspect that we forget um you know that passion actually counts for something sometimes right it just doesn't yeah but bro hold on hold on i know it doesn't okay i know i know i know but to be honest like if you have the opportunity to do something you're passionate about and still make something on the side you know it's a win-win right so that already shows you the potential so i feel like a lot of people in a bid to get to that point where they fulfill their true potential, you know, they get stuck in this nine to five thing. And it can be tempting sometimes, to be honest, like for me to make a decision I've made recently, like it took a lot of like, okay, I need to let this go, this comfort go. So for someone that has a bad job, like you easily jump to entrepreneurship. And that's the story of most Nigerians, Mm. right? Like we're, we're entrepreneurs, not by choice, but by condition. You understand, like things are so bad. So you have to just take ownership of what you need to do. But I think in a perfect world, Honestly, I think it's it's safer definitely to be in a nine to five. And if you enjoy your nine to five, if you love it, you might not feel the need to do anything else on the side. So I think entrepreneurship is cool. Um, honestly, maybe not in Nigeria. In Nigeria, maybe the startup culture is trying to make it cool now. But I think in it in well-established like nations and places like that, entrepreneurship is cool because you know everybody's on like social security. So the basic things are settled for everyone. So it's like if you're not now taking the risk when the basic is settled, then you know, are you really living life? And so that's why entrepreneurship mm. seems cool. But in Nigeria, I, like- I think <laughs> I think it became cool, um, particularly in the 2000s with um, Mark Zuckerberg wearing gray t-shirts. Yeah, exactly after the you know, I think I think I think that yeah, after I, I think that's I've never that understood. I've never understood why 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 does a job need to be cool? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, if you're making an impact, sure, I understand that. If you love what you do, sure, but what does it need to, oh, I need to tell people I need to call. Like, Fair point. <laughs> I think it's a thing of like, being, I think it's also the thing of just wanting to be proud of what you're doing, right? I think, okay, and, okay. and it's a lot, it, it, it's some of the, you know, I don't want to sound like a socialist or a Marxist here, but like, you know, the point is, you know, the thing against capitalism is that it removes the passion out of things is the, you know, argument against it. division of labor. You know, before we had like craftsmen that, you know, focus on their crafts, could design everything and own the whole products. But now you're just like a cog in an assembly line and you can't really take ownership for things. And I think as human beings, we are designed to take ownership of something. Like even in your job, the best jobs are the jobs that give you ownership of things, if we're being very honest, right? Responsibility. Um, yeah, but not across, yeah, but not across every aspect of our lives and again that is why i gave that eh, to when you said passion because i think sometimes people confuse people use convenience as passion so there's um i don't know that there was a point in the last maybe seven years where you know the default option for everyone to explore an, an entrepreneurship business as a guy tended to be um, I don't know, maybe making something and selling it, right? Maybe clothing, for example. Fashion, and, fashion. And as a, a fashion. And then as a girl, it was it was makeup, right? Now I'm speaking in the Nigerian context. Yeah. Now I think that was that was one point where I realized <laughs> some of it is convenience because I don't think everybody deep sat down to deep and say, do internal analysis on myself and say, what is that thing that okay, I think I'm passionate about? Because Whatever is convenience can be easily said, okay, that, okay, that's my passion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and it's and, and funny how Viola and Okwe and you actually mentioned, you know, the idea of the environment where we say, 
what company are we in? What country are we in? What economic structure are we in? What's the mm. job security like? Mm. And that just makes me realize that you have to also do, so like, you know how companies do um, pest analysis and SWOT analysis mm. on themselves to look at competition. Yeah. Human beings should also do that as well because then when you know what condition, when you know what environment yeah, you are, like as it, yeah, exactly. So, so when you know what environment you are as a human being, if, if, if you do your pest analysis, you know, okay, where um, I have certain boundaries and possibilities and limitations. Mm-hmm. And which is why, which is why I don't agree with that statement and that statement that says you can be anything you want to be. I think that is ultimate bullshit. I'm sorry. No I'm, I'm sorry to, I'm sorry to, I don't think you can be anything you want to be. I think you can be anything you want to be that's within the realm of possibility around the area and times <laughs> in which you exist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. You yeah. can't be anything you want to be. Let me, when I was, when I was four years old, when I was five, when I was seven, I want to be an astronaut. Mm-hmm. When I was 10, I, I, I want to be a footballer. When I was, I had a number of dreams, Opa and Ambiola. I had a number I of dreams, it. right? Now, you can say that at some point, I, I didn't have the skill or knowledge, but the point is, my environment shaped to a certain degree what those, what those, mm-hmm. what those capabilities could like, be explored. But it's true. Right? And, and it's the same way with kids in school, where they tell kids, teacher says, you can be what you want to be, um, if you put your mind to it. I think, I think, I think, I think I'm setting, setting up these kids for, for disappointment. <laughs> because, because... Life is disappointment. You get disappointed, you get disappointed, but you get over You get back I, on I, I agree, I agree. But well, I'm saying you shouldn't I'm, um, be I'm ambitious. Saying, wait, hold on. Just, just <laughs> a The message is not wrong. Yeah. The delivery is problematic. That's my point. Okay. Fair enough. Right. Okay. I get the point of inspiration. If if you preach to a, to, to a room of, of 40 kids, one person will hear that and change and change his life. I understand that. Mm. Right. But out but of that 40, there's three, five that will hear that and to ruin their life too. Mm. No, I don't, I don't, I don't because 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 there's something that they are on to at that point that they think, okay, yes, this is what I'm made for, and I pursue it to the point. And you pursue it to the point where when you realize that okay, this thing has got, got me to this age and, and it's got to be stopped, you can't go further no, than that. I don't, you I, don't drop it I, and I don't think I agree with you, Wally, because I feel like, yes, we have been told a lot of things, you know, how to what to do and stuff, or how we can do anything to do. But at the end of it, you are you are your own person and you get to grow up and you get to have certain experiences and um the, like you said, the environment will, you know, affect your, you know, plans in certain ways. And then you just, but I get where you're coming from, but I just feel like anyone that does that is, sorry to say, is not so bright. Like, you get, like, you know, you're, you're being, does what, sorry? like, the person is just deceiving themselves, basically. Like, you're being told something, but you as a person, you're meant to just, move on for it from it yeah exactly exactly but and but also like i'm not actually laying spotlight on the kids on the people listening mm. i'm talking about people talking about this thing the preachers the aspirants aspire okay, come on okay yes and give these speeches i understand what you're saying right but how many successful people have you heard about that always said that you know i grew up and my teacher said to me i can't do this my person said and how many our and 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 how many do you not hear about listen this this they is this do, is this is typical life right this typical life okay this typical life you only hear the success of those that are evident in front of you boom mm. but those who don't make it, you don't see them Mm. Mm. Wait, wait, wait. So, so, Wale, like, what's the point here? So, the point is, are you saying we shouldn't? Like, my point is, everyone owes it to themselves at a certain point in their lives, yeah, to do checkpoints analysis. Where you say, yeah, okay, I have this dream, right? Yeah. I'm pursuing it. In three years, sit down and say, okay, let me look at my surroundings again and say, guys, listen, I'm doing. Mm. Can it still work? And be realistic yourself, not based on your ability, but based on things that you cannot control. Okay. Right. So that's my point. I'm saying you owe it to yourself to do that because you can grow up with certain dreams and 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 beliefs and passion and everything, right? And it's good to have those things. But you owe it to yourself to look around your your environment and say, okay, what can actually make this not happen, and what can? I think. And and if it, and, and and if it's beyond, wait. Now, 
now when I say what can make it happen, I don't mean maybe you want to become a dancer and and maybe like you don't have dancing shoes. No, I don't mean things like that. That, that that's easy stuff. I mean you want to become a a dancer, for example, and dancing is 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 something that does not exist where you are or something. I mean, yeah, okay, yeah, you, you can be the pioneer of it, but I think this is this reality. It's not fair to any child to cap yeah. to cap their to cap their dreams. Once they get older, they will start to cap it themselves when they start to learn how the world works. Yeah, and exactly. you know, life will help them cap it. But that's what I'm saying, though. Anyone to do that? Yeah, but you're saying that. Oh, don't tell them they can't be anything they want. Yeah, tell them. No, 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 no. I'm saying first of all. I'm saying change the message, change, change how it's delivered. Right. You can say that. You can t- inspire people, definitely. People need to be inspired, mm-hmm. right? I've been inspired by mental I've heard, yeah. right? But don't say it in just a way to cash out with your, with your sweet talk free and good speech. Yeah. Say it in a realistic way according, yeah. according to the context where you are. So yeah. don't give the same delivery that, um, that you give in, in Lagos, you give in London. There's right. different context in there. Does that make sense? Yeah. And you as the receiver, as a listener, it's also your, your own job responsibility to say that, okay, in three years' time, this thing I'm pursuing, mm. am I good at it, actually, compared to people around me? And yeah. if I'm good at it, compared to people around me, what does my environment enable or, or disable that mm. can make this a success? Mm. And do those checks every, every, every number of, I don't know, years, months, or whatever. Yeah. Right? So I guess, I, guess we get, I, I guess we're seeing the same thing. I'm just coming across it as a... At a Realist, like, yeah. Whatever angle. Whatever angle. Yeah. Right. Hey there, thanks for hanging in with us. You've got about 20 minutes to go, so keep up the good work. All right, so coming up next, we spoke about barriers women face, both in entrepreneurship and in 9to5s, and a bit about our fears about, I guess, building a family um, in future, considering that we might have jobs or we might be building businesses. All right, catch you at the end of the episode. Oh yeah, and don't forget to follow us on Instagram if you aren't already. It's at 20s Convos. Okay, cool. Back to the episode. But, okay. but but let's move on. I want to ask you two ladies something that and I think is important because you're both women. And I know how the world can be towards women, right? So as women, what what barriers have you faced because of the fact that you're a woman, right? And let me start with you, Okwe. So have you faced any barriers or issues that either maybe things you've experienced at work or or even if, even in school, internship, whatever, that's just been in workplace and as a, as a career, just because you're a woman? I feel like, okay, so the way I've been, I've pretty much been doing engineering for uh, years now. Mm-hmm. So I'm always pretty much surrounded by engineers, which are predominantly male. Mm-hmm. So I think where I found it most, um, a bit, where I feel the most challenging is the fact that one, there's not a lot of people to look up to. So you know how, you know, so like I look across my office, across everything, First of all, there's maybe 10% are women. And then I've called that 10%, maybe a good 2% are actually black women. So one, you just don't really have enough people that you can relate to as a person to like mentorship programs in order to get your career. Mm. Second of all, you know, these men have been working with other male engineers for years. So for them to now like, you know, because there's, there's a way that people communicate with women, that they communicate with men. For them, sometimes it's like, oh, it's just too stressful, you know, adjusting <laughs> my communication style to a woman to just mm-hmm. talk to. They don't, they haven't, you know, they haven't grown up talking to someone like you too. So it's a bit awkward for them. So like, let's say now all your colleagues, like, very much, you're the only woman in your team want to go out for a drink after work. You know, you might not be as comfortable just going out for a bar with just men because, you know, what if they don't want to talk about what you want to talk about? You know, just, you know, it's just that building those, establishing those relationships, you know, there's not a lot of mentorship just because there's not a lot of people, which is why I sometimes feel like a personal responsibility to get myself as far ahead in the engineering corporate world as possible, just so that other female engineers realize, like, this is literally your, it's doable. Mm. You're, you're there. You can make a difference. You can, mm. you know, your voice can be heard as well. Mm. And I think, um, yeah, most of those two things are mostly the most significant. Was that like, was that, was, were you surprised by that when you got to work or was something that you expected to be the case? It's sad that I wasn't surprised, but I was still sad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I came in, I was the only girl in my team and I was like, oh. Not again. again. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you, you, you have to work with it. That's the cons. But, you know, you still, mm. you, you, you still have to succeed no matter what. 
Yeah. Word to that. Viola, so you as an entrepreneur, what barriers and or obstacles and issues that you face just because you're a woman? So for me, I don't really think I have faced, um, you know, so many obstacles or um, barriers. I don't, I don't really think so. Maybe I am, but I, I can't see. I'm blind to it. Mm. Basically, I know that in my space, in the business development, you know, tech space, um, you know, it's still, it's still a, um, a male dominated, um, a male dominated space. So all the companies that all the big brands that I look up to are all they all have like male CEOs, the Rage Group, the Credit Style, those big brands that I'm, you know, you know, getting to like I want to be like them or surpass them, whatever. Yeah. That's one thing. But like when it comes to like, you know, getting clients, I feel like as long as, you know, I do my I do my research properly. I do my, I pitch properly. I don't think I've ever come, I don't think I've ever tried to pitch for a job or a client. And the reason why, you know, they didn't pick my company was because I was a woman. Mm. On the plus side, maybe because a lot of SMEs in Nigeria right now are women. So it actually gives me that plus and I, they feel more comfortable with me. Um, the space is, you know, and Bolani Bango, she's like the, um, she did like a female designer um, movement. So because of people like that and because of people like me, people actually know that, oh, look, women can actually do this thing. Sure, they can even be better because they have a better eye. We have a better eye design. You guess we're more artistic. We pay more attention to details. So I'm not saying this as just like an entrepreneur, like generally. I'm saying this like in my own space. Mm -hmm. I haven't really, um, I haven't really faced that as when it comes to like networking. Yeah, true. Like most of my designer friends and most of my social media marketing friends are guys that I chew with and I'm like, yeah, that's fine. But I mean, I have my life outside work, so. Um, but it being and being a boss, so like, because you know, you yes, mentioned okay. you, you so being a boss. I think in the beginning, in the beginning, I had that issue with I'm a female and I was young, I was like 23, starting out my own business. And my first, uh, my first employee was a guy, well, you would know, I don't know if you can remember, but I complained about <laughs> I complained <laughs> about him, so I felt like it wasn't because he was a guy, I think he was. I don't even, I think he was younger than me, he was 22, but he was a designer and he just felt, I don't, I can't really place it. I can't place it if it was because I was a woman or because I was a startup, mm. but I just noticed that there was some kind of disrespect, like nonchalantness to mm. the job. So mm. I think it was both, you know, both the mixture of being a startup and also being a young woman that mm. caused that. But like, at this point, I feel like, you know, I, I basically just, I really struggled finding, finding the right um, thing to work with. But right now, I think I'm in a good space with my um, employees and my team. So, yeah, that's just it. Are you surprised to, to hear that? No, no. Honestly, like, even beyond, I think, just the, the way I was raised as well, I think I, I'm always a bit conscious about you know, things that women face when they're in spaces like this. And, you know, at work, at places I've been, like, you, you see some of these things. Like, sometimes there's this colleague, I think I mentioned in one of our episodes, I think the episode about the problem with men, where, you know, guys at work <clears throat> tend to make some kind of jokes um, oh. at the expense of women or just do certain things. And, you know, it's our responsibility as men that are aware of these things to call such things out. So I think, you know, Basically, the barriers to women in most industries is a man just not being appropriate. <laughs> it's, it's, it's usually, you know, the, the, the case as yeah, well. Yeah, sometimes you have engineers that are married. You'll be asking me. Yo, it, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And it, it, it's so bad. I think it's so bad in West Africa. Like, like it, I don't know about any other place, like, but I feel like there's just this sense of entitlement. Like, you're sitting down and then 
you know, just comments like, oh, maybe she walks in and maybe uh, your female colleague walks in and maybe hugs another female co- colleague. And then you hear guys saying, oh, won't you hug me too? I'm like, bro, like, what are you saying? Like, you know, like, what, like did you actually process what you what you just said? Like, why, why is that something that you feel like it's okay to say, right? And then you as a guy, if you call something like that out, you feel like they start looking at you like the overdue person. Like at work, someone has called like a set of people that, um, I, I usually come to their defense and things like that. The person has tagged the person, my girlfriend, right? Just because I'm not going to stand when people are saying <laughs> things. So you get, so yeah. it's like, it's so, it's, it's so annoying to see. And so obviously I, I'm very much aware of, you know, the barriers that, that, that come. I'm so glad that. like, you know, men, you have like, have mindsets like you. That's really, yeah. really, really commendable. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because again, like you just said, it's something that, that you wouldn't think is a problem, but you know, women have to go through that at work. Mm-hmm. And another thing that I actually think I should ask you guys now is, you know, future projections. Because again, even though right now your careers, you're where you are right now in terms of you know, you're building your career, building your business. Yeah. Um, I don't I I, I don't want to assume because these days you can't assume anything, but I'm, I'm gonna assume and tell, tell me if I'm wrong. I'm assuming at some point in the future you want families right, of your of your own. And if that's the case, do you have any concerns of on how that would impact your career or your business or where you'd be at that point? Mm. Quite concerning, I would lie. Um, I think that's something that, you know, the industry is still trying to figure out right mm. now. I don't know if there's a solution for that. But I know um, one of the project managers on my team, she's been pregnant twice and she's still in a pretty good position. So I do know, like, quite a lot of big corporations are trying to protect women in this space and make sure they still have a job to come back to at the end of it. Mm. And, you know, but I think that's, that's one of the strong advantages of working in a big corporation. As well. yeah. Someone said in the comments, someone said in the comments, sorry, Bill, I'll continue a second. Someone said in the comments that potentially, potentially live in Nigeria would happen in 2079. <laughs> bro, bro, bro. No, actually, um, let's come to Nigeria. <laughs> A lot of the, a lot of the tech startups, a lot of the tech startups are really like taking a very Western approach to like how they run things. So I do think you know the most successful. Yeah, but guess what? Tech is yeah. a sector where that's very possible because yeah. tech can work from yeah. home. Yeah, right. Tech yeah. is very much knowledge based, right? Yeah. So let's keep that in mind. No, so no, Biola, no. just going. Yeah, uh, Toby, wait. Just let me go with Biola first. Uh, Biola, so what? Are, do you have any concerns, thoughts about family future projections on your business? Well, for me, I think it still boils down to the same thing. Like, um, as a big, if you're a nine to five in a big company, you get you get all all those benefit benefits. Mm. And if you are an entrepreneur of a big company, you also get. I mean, you don't even like, you don't have anything to worry about. You get you just. I mean, if if. I'm able to, my, my major concerns are, and that's one of the reasons why I actually, you know, I actually um, started my own thing because I'm very big on family. I'm a very traditional person. I'm not, I'm a very, very traditional person. I'm, if I can be a housewife safe, I don't mind, honestly. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, no, seriously. I'm a very tragic. I like cooking. I like, I like the whole idea of like keeping a home, you know, being the part like my child. I, I like the idea. So it was one of the reasons why I started my own company. And look, I just, you know, thought about the whole thing. And I'm like, oh, see, if I can grow my business from point A to point B to point C to where I'm now moving from, a team of four to a team of hundred or a team of fifty that are working for various SMEs. I really do not have to be there. I don't have to be. There. I can be pregnant, and I, I as long as I have a trusted team, I can. You know, my business can be running. I can just be popping in. You know, popping in, checking. You know, if everything is fine. But again, it's still from the big business big nine to five and a small business if i am here right now and i get pregnant hey god i don't know i don't know i don't know what's gonna happen uh, <laughs> i really safe, can't say i can't say what's gonna happen you get and also if you're if you're working in nine to five for a small business you don't you 
It's not even that they don't want to do it, they but can't. they can't afford. Can't. Right now, I can't afford to be paying a pregnant woman six months salary without mm. them doing anything. I'm not, I can't afford it. How? How does that want to happen? Mm. I can't afford it. So again, it's just, it's just the, it's just the, it's just the advantage. There's an advantage to that. So it's just it. To me, I, I see it as the same thing. I see it as the same thing. It depends on where your business has gotten to. And it depends on what nine to five you have, what job you have, what company you're working in. So it is for me as a woman, there's no, there's, there's, is a leveler. It's the same thing. So yeah, that's just it. What were you going to say earlier? Add to that. No, no, no. It was a different point. So, but I think, okay. yeah, yeah, you can go on. And but um, but you as a well, I don't know about for you. I don't know your your future plans. So I don't want to assume for you. So. Let me just assume that you want a family in the future. Assuming, <laughs> do you think as a guy, do you do you think about that or with work or you just just keeps your head? Um, no. So I think I think I think of it from the approach of, um, you know, what happens if I'm not able to work, right? Not not so much of like yeah, family and all those things, but what if I'm not able to work? What happens then? Like, does my earning capacity stop the moment I stop putting effort in? Now, obviously, with entrepreneurship, like you know, Abila said, like it's not like the moment you start building it, everything starts to become rosy, right? So the same risk also exists in you being an entrepreneur at the start. Like if you stop building your business, like she said, like you can't afford to do some things now. So if you stop, if I if I'm an entrepreneur and I stop building my business, can I still sort of like do the things I need to do? in that sense. Um, but I guess it's what I, what, what, what drives me or what I feel my draw a lot of people on is the potential, right? Like with, except you're working with a big corporate again. And I like the fact that we're very, we're differentiating, you know, what we're speaking about. It's not just pure nine to five or pure entrepreneurship, right? If you're working for a big corporate, maybe yeah. there's a defined career path and all of these things. And, you know, you can be like, Tim Cook is not an entrepreneur. He's a freaking CEO of, of something that Steve Jobs started, but he's currently like balling in that sense. Yeah, he's doing work, but my guy is balling, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but then, but, you're, you're, but someone else that works with, and this is, this doesn't have to be like a small SME. Like there are even certain like international nonprofits and things like that. Sometimes they can't, there's no clear trajectory of your career path and things like that. And so there's a cap on how much you can earn. Like, you understand, like I've been in the same role for what, two years now, not because there isn't, and it's like, there's no level. The next level is like, I just want to take over and become the managing director. So if you're an ambitious person, you see that and you're like, okay, I can either switch into a different like company that has, you know, a better you know trajectory or um, for growth or I start my own thing and all of those things. Yeah. So um, just to summarize, I think it's good that we're defining, you know, big and small businesses and big and small, like, you know, jobs in that sense and the privileges and the pros and the cons that can come with it. But what I worry about is just if I'm not able to work, like, you know, what mm. happens then? Yeah. So, I mean, if you work in a big corporation, you're not able to work, maybe, you know, because, okay, right, the good thing about working nine to five for most corporations is that you actually get paid leave, because like, I get like 31 paid days off, and mm. I get five, six days, five, six days extra free before, mm. you know, it starts to get into something else. Mm. But if you're not able to work, a lot of the time, most of these companies are insured against things like that. So I think when COVID happened, in our company, it's like, you know, if you're sick, just take the time off. Don't worry about it. You know what I mean? So I think what where people seem to I'm be forgetting is that big, right now. big corporate is not actually legal. <laughs> I don't, I'm not I'm taking leave in like three years. I'm not taking <laughs> leave in like three years. I'm so jealous. So jealous <laughs> right now. If not for COVID, I'll be in so many different countries right now. I, I, can't, I cannot say I would be in the UK right now. I'm, I'm in Denmark on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. So it's just like, you know, there is opportunities for you to not work and still have that kind of security. You know, I just, I don't want to explain it. Like a lot of tech comes, because I'm coming from a place where about all I know is technology. All I know is a big tech corporation. Mm-hmm. And they somehow, you know, they've kind of understood that the more you care about your workers, the mm-hmm. more they want to put mm-hmm. in. So like now in terms of career trajectory, so I've been working as a graduate. So I, I started off in virtualization. I went into voice call. Now I'm going to mobile private networks. You know, 
hopefully in the next two years, I can build my own program network for shell things. So, you know, sometimes you're the customer, you're buying from Ericsson, HP, and sometimes you're actually selling to other big corporations. You know, you're talking to Facebook, you're collaborating with Google and Amazon. Mm. I feel like those things, you know, they're so interesting and so being in, a, in the midst of such intelligence and such raw technology that I just feel like I might never ever get if I decide to start my own business. But, you know, it's just the way everyone looks at it and how everyone looks at it differently. Yep. And, and I, guess, I guess that wraps up the point of, you know, where, where it's logical to say there's good sides and bad sides. There's good sides and bad sides. To, yeah. to, to, to both, right? The key so, you know. Is to get stock in your company. Yeah, get them to pay you in stock. That's where you know you're paying. Big companies that have valuable structure. <laughs> Uh, and, startups that are offering people options of companies that will die. Please let's let's be guided. Let's be guided. It's not the same and, thing. And 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 and, and again, like, like there's also there's also the the element of where you are location wise. So your political landscape, environmental landscape, legal landscape as well, because mm. legal also matters. So you know, but I mentioned the idea of um, getting tax free. And, and you know that may not apply in different yeah. countries, so that might be that's, a different. You that's know, really, I, know, I never even knew that. That's really you know, there's there's the, the idea of, of the technological landscape as well. So yeah. what what opportunities do you have that are better for you because technology is advancing faster? Somebody who's yeah. doing a, yeah. a more brick and mortar approach, yeah. right? So I guess there is there is there is different levels and different scopes and different pros and cons mm-hmm. to it. So I think this chart has definitely given us the the view and the conclusion that. It's not a black or white thing. Yeah. You know, there is so many levels to consider. Even if you put pros and cons together, the pros also have their own pros and cons because you have to look at location and um, person different levels. So once you find a solution to a problem, you've created another problem. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And and I think the good thing is we've all begun by saying, you know, where we are at this point, there's an emotional attachment we have to it that is that we find rewarding. And for me, that is the sweet spot in the yeah. conversation of whether, you know, and, you know, Okoye mentioned it, Biola mentioned it, Toby mentioned it as well, you know, so I think that's sweet spot in it. And again, even if you look at, if you look at human needs in, 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 hierarch- in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know, up there right there, and up, <laughs> and up there right there is where we, where we, is where we need self-fulfillment and self-purpose. Yeah. You know, and, and, if you find it, and, and if you find that in, in a nine-to-five job, my brother, my sister, good for you, man. If you mm. find that in a, if you find that in a business you're setting up, my brother, sister, good for you. Yeah. If you find that in a service, that's good for you. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, and, I'm going to end by saying, I'm Toby. Yeah. Yeah. And and the thing, and don't be don't be scared to switch. Like you know, you don't you're not locked into any path forever. Like yeah. at at any point in time, you can decide to yeah. start a business or then I agree go back with to, that. Yeah, so yeah. I feel like sometimes when people, when when they see you start a business, they feel like okay, you've locked yourself into that. Or once you're in a no. nine to five, you know, you mm-hmm. locked yourself into that. But like, see, like there's the it's a free world. Like, make your decisions, own your decisions, but don't feel like you're locked down into anything. That's so true. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what. I'm All right, saying. guys. So so just round up and um, final words from everyone. Um, so I'm going to start with Toby. Final words. I just finished talking now. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. just gonna go back to you. <laughs> All right. Um, final words is like you know I think whatever you're doing, be deliberate about uh, about it. I think you know culture says this, culture says that, but at the end of the day, you're your own person and you're responsible for your own decisions. So if you find that you're not finding fulfillment in whatever job you're in, maybe start looking for another job. If you don't have the privilege to, like you can just look at, like what they said at the stars, look at all that's accessible to you and look at what will need to get you to where you desire to be. Um, And if entrepreneurship is that thing for you, then go after it and go after it with your whole heart. Like what I love about what Biela is doing is that like, you can hear the structure in what she's doing. Like, this is not just a, oh, I have a business and I created an Instagram page. Like, she's hiring yeah. people. She has a plan for where she wants to go to and all of those things. So I think regardless of what you're doing, either entrepreneurship or not entrepreneurship, um, you know, have structure to it. And don't do one because you hate the other. Like, um, when, when, when we try to find entrepreneurs for our program, anybody who says, the reason I was being an entrepreneur is because I don't want to work for anybody else. We don't accept the person. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that is not the mentality because if you're, if everybody has that mentality, who's going to work for you in that sense? Yeah. So I think um, overall, be deliberate and you're not locked to any path. But yeah, that's what I'll say. 
Mad, mad. Okay. Um, what I would say is I absolutely love what Toby said. It's completely agree with every point, every part of it. Um, what I would say is that if you are going to go along the entrepreneurial, I mean the nine to five route or working for someone else route, try and look into you know stakeholder management. Ensure like you understand how to manage your stakeholder if you want to build a career. Um, also look into things like entrepreneurship. Everyone knows the most money is made for making deals. You know, it's not about selling your time or doing. Uh, selling your wages or anything like that. It's more about, you know, what deals can you bring to the company to elevate it? So look into entrepreneurship and mm -hmm. always be working on ways to constantly improve yourself as a product because at the end of the day, they're, you know, paying for you as a product. So look at yourself that way. Mad, mad, mad. Viola? Yeah, so I think we all established the fact that it's not, it's not black and white. It's not that easy. So... You know, it's not just, don't just do something because, you know, you don't want to do the other thing, like we said. Um, just make sure you know what you're doing and why you're doing it. Like, know what's, what's your why, basically. You need, to, mm -hmm. you need to know that. And you also have to, you know, when I, was, when I was, like, young, I never understood the where do you want to be in five years, same question. But now, like, it's getting clearer. You need to actually project a bit and, and you know no you just need to know what you're doing and also you need to know if you're even building a business or a side hustle mm. <laughs> like um, like um, Toby said, a lot of people are they have businesses but they're not businesses they're just selling something you selling something on instagram or on twitter that doesn't really count as entrepreneurship in my own book Some people are going to get offended <laughs> oh, no that's a very very good point Sorry, yeah. that's a very good point because because anyone anyone who knows me knows i watch a lot of i watch a lot of dragons then and shark tank mm. and one of the things that they always say to dismiss people is what you have is a product not a business, business. they always say that mm. right and that's what what you said Bella. Mm. spot on awesome powerful and there you have you guys you've heard from our two brilliant guests i repeat the word brilliant because they're absolutely brilliant women in what they're doing hi again thank you for listening to this week's episode of 20s combos if you enjoyed it don't forget to subscribe you can also share it with a friend you think might enjoy this too we release new episodes every monday you can also follow us on instagram at 20s combos to join the conversation we post quotes polls and other content from each of the episodes every week remember it's at 20s combos till next time take care and stay safe